The psalmist says, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Today is January 30th, 2022. And you're listening to SML Inside the Pages presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, it's all about the Holy Ghost. Well, you know, from Genesis to Revelation, it speaks volumes about the moving of God's Spirit. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. The Bible says, and in those and those that believe continue daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. At this time, we're going to go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Whatever your needs is, I want you to know that God is able to meet those needs according to his will. And that's what we pray for. We pray that the will of God is done. Bless your name, Jesus. The Bible says that if we ask believing that is already done, it will come to pass. It also tells us that when we ask, we should be forgiven. Some of our prayers are held up because we're unforgiving. We're holding grudges and things against people that we should not. Just like we don't want God to hold things against us. So it, we're, we're all about the, the Bible tells us to eat the whole roll. And so when it comes down to the word of God, you have to ingest all of it, not just part of it. And so when we ask, believing that it shall be done, we need to make sure that there's nothing, no blockage, nothing that we have in the way that would prevent it, and certainly that it lines up with the will of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your love and mercy. How you have kept us, how you have watched over us, Lord God, blessed us to come back at this appointed time to stand in your presence, to minister your word, to hear your word, Lord. We honor you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace. We pray and ask that you remember those that are sick in their body, that are not able to attend service, Lord God, but the desire is to be here. Lord God, I ask that you remember those, Lord, that are, Lord Jesus, preparing for service. Some that are listening and they're not in the area, they're attending their worship service. Lord God, bless the minister in that house. Lord God, to minister your word, bless the singers, Lord God, to worship and to magnify you, Lord God, that we all come together, Lord, and exalt you, Lord, as one voice in the earth. Lord God, pray and ask that you remember those that are in situations that are beyond uh, their control, beyond their release, but you know and understand what exactly what needs to be done, Lord God, and so we pray and ask, Lord God, because you are a miracle worker, Lord Jesus, you're able, and you defy gravity, Lord God, in all sorts of areas, in all areas, there's nothing that is not subject to your word. Lord, we pray and ask that you will send your word into the situation according to thy will. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, we have our open reading, our opening scripture uh, by Brother Don, and then we're going to go on into the word of God. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly, and worketh righteousness. He that speaketh truth in his heart, he that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth to evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, and though in whose eyes a vile person is contended. But he that honoreth them that fear the Lord, he that sweareth to his own hurt, and not changeth, he that putteth not out, out of his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. 
May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and to the hearers of the word. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Certainly we thank and praise God for his, for this is the day, that day. There's no other day like today. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we can and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Now let me help somebody out here. You might be dealing with something. And, you know, we talk about rejoicing. The word of God tells us to rejoice. And, you know, he give us the, the uh, he gives us a, a help in time of need. You know, I've been in situations that that it was so heavy, it felt like you was wearing a cement shoes. You didn't, you just didn't feel like walking. You didn't feel like lifting your arms, your hands, or nothing because of the weightiness of the matter. But let me tell you, that rejoicing is not a instant. I'm going to instantly start, start jumping up and down or anything like that. But there is something about when you just begin. Just start telling him thank you. Just start acknowledging him. And after a while, you'll find that it'll go from a whisper into a shout. It'll go from uh, what is in your heart to something that is audible and demonstrative. You know, the Bible tells us that David, when he found himself uh, overwhelmed, he encouraged himself. And so you're going to, uh, if you're dealing with whatever you're dealing with, you're going to have to encourage yourself uh, sometime, you know, and so that's why the Lord has presented that in his word to let us know that there is a need for us to do that. And so we're going to go uh, into the word of God. I want you to help me a little bit with this, uh, with this song. And I don't know, but, you know, I, I just want God to know how much I appreciate him. I think you want him to know how much you appreciate him as well. And, you know, and only you can do that. Can't nobody else magnify God and exalt him like you can. Can't nobody give him the glory and honor that is due unto his name except you. And so let's let's let him know. You have to let him know. Let's all let him know. My soul belongs to you. 
the price for me way back on Calvary that's why I praise you I lift you up I magnify your name that's why my heart is filled with praise I love you I love you I love you, Lord, today because you care for me in such a special way. That's why I praise you. I lift you up. I magnify your name. That's why. nobody like our Lord. There's nobody like our Savior. No one else can touch my heart like you do. I could search throughout eternity, Lord, and find there is none There is none like you. There is none like you. No one else can touch my heart like you do. I could search throughout eternity, Lord, and find. like our Lord and Savior. Don't that feel good telling him that? Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. That is so awesome to be able to, you're singing a song to him. Now, let me tell you something about when you, true worshipers, those that worship in spirit and in truth, you may have experienced this already, but some mornings, some nights, Sometime during the day, you'll find that you're being serenaded by a praise or by a worship that is echoing in your mind, in your spirit. And it's usually a song that you're not even thinking about, something that you may not have even practiced, but yet God drops it in your spirit. It could be something that you heard many years ago, and all of a sudden it rises up. And it begins to minister to you. You know, I love this testimony that my, my grandson had given. He said, mom, she'd be driving down the street and she'd be singing to the Lord. Uh, and then all of a sudden you see tears flowing and 
uh, you know, and, and then the, the spirit of the Lord began to move up on her. And, you know, that's such an awesome witness that you're not thinking, you're just praising God and you're not concerned about who's around you or anything like that. You know, your child will need to see you worshiping the Lord, you know, and, and just praising him and just magnifying him. Because guess what? They're going to be doing it, too. They're going to see that it's something about that because you keep doing it. They're going to keep doing it. And next thing you know, they're they're filled with the spirit of the Lord. Next thing you know that, you know, and, and so it is because he walks around singing songs and praising the Lord. He loves to pop, turn on some some praise music. We want to, you know, so we drive down the street listening to praise music. You know, and um, and of course he he's on the organ, he's on the drums, he's he's playing he's playing all these different instruments at the same time, you know, um, and and then he introduces the 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 speaker, you know, which I turn around and introduce him as the speaker before he could get it out of his mouth, but you know it's embedded in them. Your children need to see that, you know, because mine did, and hers is. You know, they're seeing that and it has to start somewhere. It actually starts at home. It doesn't start when you get to the church. The church started with the family. Maybe you didn't know that. Maybe no one expressed it or told you, but it started with the family. It didn't start with a, a, a large congregation of people and uh, you know, and and that came together and said, "Yeah, we going we gonna worship God." No, it started with a family. Mm -hmm. I, I'll leave that for you to look up. It started with a family, and so certainly we're carrying on in Jesus' name. Not going to be long. I don't have a lot of well, I have time, but I, what I'm saying, I have another service. That I'm going to be speaking um, in a couple of hours or hour or so. Um, at the appreciation service of my God sister, the pastor, Elder Michelle Millender, who has spoken also here. And we're going to get her back here to speak again, uh, this dynamic woman of God that the Lord has blessed. But we're going to go on into the word of God, the book of Revelation, uh, the 14th chapter, beginning at the first verse. It says, and I looked, I looked. I looked, are you looking? I looked and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Sion and with him 144,000 having his father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice as the voice of many waters and as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harps, harping with their harps. And the musicians was playing and making a sound that was pleasing unto the Lord. And they sung as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts. Now, these are not the beasts that we've been talking about previously um, that, you know, the, the, the beast, the, the four beasts, the leopard, uh, the lion-like one representing Babylon, the leopard <clears throat> and, uh, you know, media Persia or, you know, or the, um, the, the, the other beast that was ferocious, dreadful, terrible, you know, uh, we're not talking about those beasts. Uh, those are significant and something else. But these four beasts that he is speaking about are the seraphims that are in the constantly in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I, I feel the power of God. They're constantly in the presence of the Lord. You're not just going to, oh my God, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> People have in their mind that they're just going to enter into the gates. Uh, you know that there's 12 gates uh, uh, surrounding, surrounding the city. 
And they, these 12 gates have names on them. And so they think they're going to just walk into those gates and approach the throne of God. No, no, no. I'm, no, there are four beasts. There are four seraphims that are that you read about throughout the scripture that are in the presence of God. Uh, they have a face as a man, a face as an eagle, a face as a lion, the, uh, the face, uh, I believe, as a ram. And, and so you're not just going to walk up, tiptoe through the tulips and all that kind of stuff and, and wander up into the presence of God. Uh, no, no, and we'll get to that later. You know, there is a significant way. There is a order. There is a way to get into the presence of God, but you're not just going to take it upon yourself in that mindset that I'm going to walk up to God and I'm just going to start asking him all these questions, you know, and, and all. no, 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 listen. <clears throat> and so John said that, uh, that these four beasts, uh, before and the elders, the 24 elders, remember the officiating elders that are there, that this office of elders were established a long time ago. Uh, the Bible said that David, uh, that David uh, saw that it was written and he got with the minister, and I'm paraphrasing, but he got with the minister and they put together the office and the, that the Lord had established according to the word of God. And we find that this particular office exists in the presence of God. And so many want to be bishops, so many want to be apostles, some want to be evangelists and different things. Those are uh, callings and, and set for a certain time. But this particular office is one that appears to have remained and survived uh, this time. And so it, these elders are there with the beast. And no man could learn that song, but the hundred and forty and four thousand, which were redeemed from the earth. So there is a special hymn, a special song that those during the tribulation period, those 144,000 that John saw earlier are now making a reappearance. And in this appearance that we see here, they have learned a new song. It's good to go into service and sing unto the Lord. It's good to learn a new song as well. And so they have learned a new song from the time that they were sealed, they learned a new song, which means that they were worshiping. That means that they have gone through a process of redemption, a process of salvation during that time of Jacob's trouble. Now, it says 100, it's not saying everybody, it said 144,000. There was not a miscount there. And you, uh, you that are hearing me right now are not included in that number. And so uh, the Bible said they were not defiled uh, with women for they were virgins. These are they which followed the lamb wheresoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men. See, they were redeemed from among men being the first fruits unto God and unto the Lamb. Now, Israel uh, has yet to be saved. Uh -huh. Israel has yet to be saved because from the vision, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to touch this a little bit. Daniel, we're in the book of Daniel, and, and, and I know you're reading the book of Jeremiah. You should be. Daniel sees the the image of the beasts that are representing nations that rise up and he sees the, the time that we, we, uh, we talked about this about a week or so ago about the Antichrist, son of perdition, uh, Satan uh, giving his power over to an individual, a man that is willing to take this power 
and he is worshipped. He speaks multiple languages. He is uh, brings about a peace, a time of peace with the and he and 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 so people during this time are going to be uh, uh, worshiping Satan, mm -hmm. Satan worshippers, devil worshippers. Bible said they're gonna worship the dragon, and they're going to worship the man. And so the Bible says that. And, and so those that you don't want to, you don't want to be here to, to see none of this. You don't want to be here. And so, uh, and so uh, they did not do that during this time. And, and so the Bible says that they were committed unto the Lord. How is your commitment unto him? You know, we're not just committed on Sundays. Uh, God didn't just give us breath today. He, he gave us a, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, as we have these dates. And for each day that God has given us breath, we should be committed unto him with that breath of life. And the Bible said, in their mouth was found no God, for they are without fault before the throne of God. I love what God has said here in uh, his word. And, and, and so that they are without fault. There's nothing to be found guilty about them, even though there are those that will want to point a finger of accusation. There are some that want to point a finger of accusation even against you. They want to point a finger of accusation uh, uh, to as many as they can. But I heard the Bible say in Jude's uh, uh, doxology, he said, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. And so they are faultless in the presence of God. Not only are they faultless, but you will be faultless too if you live a committed life unto the Lord. If you live that life that you know that God has co-signed my life. If you live like that, then you're going to be found faultless in his presence. John says, and I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to them that were that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred, tongue and people. So the word of God is yet going to be proclaimed. However, the time of salvation for the Gentiles have already closed, have already lapsed. Remember, uh, the, the temple has been measured and the outer court was not included in that temple. Uh, but there was those that was measured that was already worshipers. And that mean that uh, those that are already worshiping uh, you that have life have been co-signed by God are there in the presence worshiping God. You're not there listening to the sermon or here on the earth listening to the sermon of the angel that is flying in the midst of the heavens having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell upon the earth and to every nation and to every kindred and every tongue. No one is going to be able to say, I didn't hear it because there's going to be a final call of the gospel that is going to be proclaimed. Now, I use that word final call, but I'm not saying that there's going to be a call unto salvation. It is a call proclaiming, uh, the angel is proclaiming the word of God. The Bible speaks about how men refuse to repent during this time. People are not going to want to repent. Their hearts are going to be hardened. And they're going to even reach out uh, to God in a hostile way. And I, I'm, I'm refraining myself from, from going further into some areas because we still have a little ways to go. And so uh, saying with a loud voice, fear God. This is what the angel is saying. The, this gospel that he is preaching, he is saying, fear God. He is saying, give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come. This is what the angel is proclaiming. So we don't have to guess at what the message is at that hour because the angel is calling them to fear God. 
and to give glory to his to him for the hour of his judgment is come and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of water. So uh, the angels tell them the, the, the entire world, this is the will of God. Even though they've already become devil worshipers, they've already become uh, and walking in their own ideals and, and buying into the, uh, the fact that the, the Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist, which is now manifested uh, in the form of a physical person. Now, a co-signer is a person that signs the document with you, guaranteeing something. Whatever it is, they're, they're co-signing with you and they're, they're, they're making a guarantee. Now that person is endorsing you uh, and some form of, uh, they're endorsing some form of action uh, by you as the co-signer. The co-signer is therefore legally responsible for the agreement if for any reason you fail to complete the requirements. So you go and you say, I want a car and you need a cosign and someone is merciful someone is gracious someone cosigns for you to get that car and uh that's not uh, something that should be taken lightly because that is a pretty heavy burden uh if you lost your job or if for whatever the circumstances may be it could be health it could be something uh, certainly something unforeseen because in your honesty they trusted you enough to to co-sign for you, but then something happens, that burden then is placed upon that individual to pay that bill. Now, some of you may have experienced the need of a co-signer during your youthful times, and I stress that, youthful times. Uh, you saw something you wanted to buy. Uh, you wanted to get it on credit. You know, they'll tell you that, well, you don't have credit to get credit, or they'll tell you you don't have experience in order to get experience. Uh, you know, you're, you're applying for a job, but you don't have the experience, but they you have the knowledge and you've shown the skill set, uh, you know, but they don't want to give you the opportunity, at least not you for whatever reason. But, you know, God is able to give us favor in that. And, and, and I know that for myself. And so some of you may have experience and you saw something that you wanted to buy on credit and, and you were told your credit has not uh, uh, yet been established. Or it's not enough to qualify and you need a co-signer. Well, there's a few ways around that. You know, uh, and in the natural, uh, let's say, for instance, you wanted to buy a car and that car was $10,000. And you've been saving up and you saved up $2,500, uh, you know, and, and you went down there and they told you, uh, well, no, but you you've walked in with a third and usually if you start adding a little more to that, they're going to give it. Yes, it's going to become a yes. Now, that's in the natural, you know, and you may not need a co-signer. They're a little more lenient uh, today. But there's also, uh, you know, so there's a pinch that you feel sometime when some places will just flat out tell you no. You know, I remember teaching uh, one of one of the girls how to buy a car. And we went out and I said, you're going to hear a bunch of no's. You're going to hear a bunch of, uh, can your dad co-sign for you and this and, and, and my answer to that was no, because I've learned, I've learned, I know better. I know that you can do it. And so that was on a Friday night on that Saturday. I told, her, I said, go get the star newspaper. That's what it was passing the star news and find your car. Well, she went and bought, got the paper. She went in her room for a moment and then I didn't see her for about four hours and next thing I knew she was driving up in a brand new car a brand new never been driven before because she followed the instructions that was given to her paid that vehicle off kept it and had it all these years and just recently sold it to someone else that needed a vehicle listen now in our youthful time now, economics and finances are yet part of the word of God. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be disciplined uh, so that we can, uh, it requires, and being disciplined in finance and, and economics, you have, it requires undivided attention. And let me say that again. Uh, and when we talk about money, it requires undivided attention. 
When people are talking about money, you need to listen. Even if they're not talking directly to you. You know, we, some, we, we're nosy in a lot of conversations that be going on around us. We be listening, and, you know, and we kind of respond um, through our facial expressions and different things. And, you know, but when, but when somebody talking about money, you ought to listen. You ought to listen to what's being said. And, and get some understanding. You you may not have to go to them and ask questions, but uh, but you can certainly in our day and time you pick up and start. They they don't know you 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 googling what they've been talking about. You know uh, they think you. So many people start texting. Uh, no matter where they are, people grab their phone and texting. You know, so you can Google what is going, what is being talked about. When the conversation is about life, you ought to be listening. I, I want to know as much as I can about this life. And about the life that is to come. Uh, when it's about your soul salvation, you ought to be listening. You know, turn the TV down. I need to hear what is being said about my soul salvation. Does it line up with the word of God? When it's about relationship, you need to listen. Whether it's family relationship, intimate relationship, uh, work relationship, associate relationship, you need to listen because there's something to be learned. And when they're right, you need to apply it. So there's four, five wins that I just gave you. Now, when I say win, I'm saying W-I-N, uh, not W-E-N, uh, as used in the statements that I made. People uh, walk in this life, that, that's believer, unbeliever, and are very dismissive to information. We're, we cherry pick what we want to hear, but we don't cherry pick the right things. Matter of fact, we cherry pick, we grab the low hanging fruit many of the time instead of climbing up uh, to get the fruit that's more uh, uh, above the rest that the sun is hitting. That's going to be more flavorful. We cherry pick and we don't grab the right things. Parents, it's important to teach your children, your sons and daughters how to conduct business. So that they will appreciate and discipline that it takes in obtaining instead of giving them what they want and watching them uh, spin it up or watching them wreck your car because they didn't work hard. Uh, you know, I, I've seen it for myself that uh, someone can borrow your car and wreck it and never have that same wreck in their own car. When they get their own car, it never gets wrecked. It does. It just does. It just doesn't happen. But soon as they borrow yours, you know, and, and so, uh, but thank God, listen. And so we need to, when you work hard for something, you appreciate it better. And so instead of giving them things and watching it be wasted, uh, you need to teach your sons, your daughters, and discipline even yourself that it requires hard work. Everything requires work. And so pride uh, will cause you to go in circles when you don't want to listen to what someone is telling you. You know, I remember I was sharing with a young man uh, some business and he, he felt that, well, I'm old enough and I'm smart enough. I can I can do it my way. Well, but then the phone rings and you want to tell me about the problems you have. I didn't say I told you so. But I just said, well, you know, that comes with the territory of uh, of, of what is it? Um of high maintenance, you know, that comes with the territory. And so you have to deal with that, have fun, you know, enjoy it because that's what you're going to have to do from this moment going forward. You, there's no way to get out of it and change it. And so that's why we got to make well-informed decisions. And, and so, uh, uh, and, and so we don't want to be like those that, that are considered insane, that we keep making the same mistake, looking for different results. Uh, you can tell somebody, uh, and let somebody know that, that God hasn't made a mistake, that he has co-signed my life. You know, uh, God is co-signed because he had confidence in you. Uh-huh. Don't, don't think, don't, uh, oh, have faith in no man. No, listen, hear what I'm saying. God looked at you and saw that uh, the end from the beginning. Yeah, you might have messed up in the beginning, but then you started to change. And God saw that. And God co-signed. God said that, that Esau have a, Jacob have I love and Esau have I hated because he saw the beginning and he saw the end. 
all Bible students, you're going to have to go back and look that up. You're going to have to go back and spend some time with, with Jacob and Esau. That's something that to be very excited about in 2022 is that God has co-signed my life. I hadn't thought about it until you said something. That God has checked, God has bagged me up. God has said, I got your back. I got you whatever you need. I, I'm there for you. I'm, I'm not going to be like the ones that, that when nine jump on you, I'm going to be number 10. But I'm going to be the one that, that the nine is going to look at and say, well, we can't handle that. I, I got your back in 2022. Uh, you got to think about your own personal testimony. And I'm, I'm sure that you know some things that God has, uh, has, has signed off on and some things that he has not. Uh, a few intimate actions, uh, some harsh uh, languages, uh, some things that we may have said or done that, that God did not sign off on. All but when you turn from, from unrighteous to righteousness, then God signs off. He co-signs. Uh, he's going to co-sign. He can't help it, but co-sign on his word. The Bible said that, that his word is above even his name. And that his word, is, uh, heaven and earth will pass away, but his word is going to stand. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians about the 15th chapter, about the 5th chapter and the 17th verse. It said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And, and so uh, I, I want you to know uh, that those things are passed away. And, and so we, the Bible tells us that we overcome evil with good. And, and so the things that we may have done that God has uh, taken, I, I love, he, he has a, the, the largest eraser. You know, I, I like to imagine a, a, a eraser that's, that's able to just wipe out the sins of, of my past, uh, able to, to, to remove it and it don't leave a smear mark. You know, it don't leave anything a traceable, uh, something that can be looked at later. And, and so God, when he removes the mark of sin, when he removes the stain of sin from your life, can't nobody go back and, and the enemy can't go back and, 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 and trace over it. Can't go back and, 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 you know, you take a pencil and you can scratch over what was written previously and see what was written uh, underneath the page before. Well, the enemy can't do that. The Bible said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. As a new creature, I'm going to do some new things. As a cre new creature, you're going to do some new things. And we're not going to dwell on, on the past. Uh, it don't mean that the past won't come up, uh, but we're not going to dwell on it. It don't mean that you're not going to have to learn the discipline and fight the things of, yes, you will. Uh, but we're not going to dwell on it. It's passed away. God said it's been done away with. And as long as you can hold on to those words that God is not holding it against you, you'll fare well. As long as you uh, use the word of God, and overcome evil with good, you're going to be all right. You know, I, I like when, when someone tells you, you're going to be all right. You know, you're going to be all right with this. And, and so all things become new. It becomes brand new. That doesn't mean that, uh, that, that you, know, you, you, you come to the Lord and I, now I'm committed unto God and, you know, but the bridges that you burned, the credit that you messed up, and different things are going to have to. It takes time. I remember a sergeant was telling me um, one day. He said he, he asked me some questions about some things, and and he said, um, "L.A. County Sheriff Sergeant," and he said, "You know, life is like this. When you mess up, he said it's like falling off your bike, and you break your arm." The, bro the breakage took place almost instantly. But the healing is a process over time. And so it takes time to heal some things. You can run and tell people, I'm saved now. Girl, I'm saved. You can run and tell your ex. You can run and tell your whoever, I'm saved now. I'm doing what's right. You can tell, every I'm not on, you know, but it's going to take time in the healing process for others to see the mobility and the usage that you now have regained. 
and you have time. One of the things that we don't do is take time for ourselves. With that, just want that to marinate for a moment. Do you take time for yourself? Self-improvement, self-strengthening, um, mental, emotional, doing those things for yourself that is going to help you be better as an individual, going to prolong your life, going to help you as a person, not doing it for anyone else. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the gym because I want to meet somebody. No, 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 no. How about going to the gym because you want to be physically fit to have a better life so that you're not going to the doctor as much? Or you men, go to the doctors, get physical. I go annually and get a complete physical. Go get your physical. Get checked out. Well, I'm not claiming that. Listen, how you what you going to know to pray about if you don't know what might be wrong? Uh, what you going to know to uh, what to correct in your eating, what to change in your uh, in your activity if you don't go and find out. Ignoring it doesn't mean it do, it, it doesn't exist. Uh-huh. Let me go on here. Old things are passed away. Now, it's something about feeling brand new. You, you, you know, we, we like to say I feel brand new when, you know, when, when we, uh, you know, as far as when I meet somebody, you know, I feel brand new, you know, I'm, you know, you, you going through that, that, mo that moment, you know, and so you feel brand new. There's nothing wrong with feeling brand new. You know, there's nothing wrong with feeling like, you know, now I like the feeling of feeling brand new, just, just the tags are still on me, uh, you know, just me being myself and enjoying my life, period. You ought to feel brand new just because the Bible said you're a new creature in Christ. You ought to feel brand new. Not because someone tells you uh, how good you look. No, you ought to feel brand new because you are a new creature in Christ. And, and so it, it will work in relationship. That's fine too, but, uh, but even more so, you know, and, and uh, because he is offering, God is offering so much more. Now, that song, you know, you, you, you're familiar with the song. You, you may have heard it before, uh, you know, that the expression of something, you know, re, uh, where he says, I, I remember where I was. He, he's thinking about where he was. He said, in a desert place with no love, no, no cactus, no dust. And you swept me from above. Isn't that what God did? You found yourself in a place where everything had dried up. You was discontent with your life. You didn't want to go on the way that you was living and how things was going. It was a dead end street and you wanted better. You wanted more. And God came by and swept you up. In our natural relationship, this is as well in our spiritual. And those words remain in play. Uh, you know, and so uh, God said it first. He, he didn't just make up those words. Listen, God said, I, I, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. But see, it was the expression of thought. I, I, I was in a dry place, but God, you, you didn't came in and you didn't cause the, the, the desert to flourish. I was in a place where, where I didn't know what was going on and which way to turn, but you came and gave me direction. I, when, I, I, when I felt at my lowest, it, uh, you came and you picked me up. Mm -hmm. Your words and, and the move of you swept me off my feet. Mighty God. He said, I know the thoughts that I think toward what you said, the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. I love that part because God says, I, 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 oh God, we run out of time here. But he said to give you an expected end. I've got something planned for you. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived an ear, neither have their eyes seen for what God has planned for them. You'll find that in Isaiah 64 and 4. 
Paul reiterates that just like I am reiterating it to you this morning. Eyes have not seen nor ears have heard, neither enter into the hearts of men the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. You see, this love affair didn't just start. Uh, God, uh, God already had plan. Look, God already stored up and made provision, uh, you know, to be able to co-sign for you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says, and see what John saw, John said, I saw a lamb that had been slain before the foundation of the, the provision for you had already been made. Uh-huh. The provision the cosine for you had already been structured. It had already gone on and stored up. Mighty God. Let's go on and finish this. Remember when you were growing up? Maybe that I'm still a big kid at heart, so I'm still I'm still growing up myself. But you know. Ladies, gentlemen, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about here. You saw that person. You saw them. And even though they may have been with someone else, you said, that's mine. You remember those high school days? Remember those college days? Remember those days maybe in the office that you saw somebody? And, and I'm not talking about somebody's married now. <laughs> No, no, you, you don't, you don't touch another man or another woman's husband. No, 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 they married. But I'm talking about those that are not. And you went out your way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you might have taken the long way, hoping to cross their path. You look for an opportunity to, to make yourself visible. You know, you wanted to make sure that they bumped into you somewhere. Why? Because... You were saying that's mine. You know, even when they, they seemed uninterested, you still made yourself visible. Your buddies knew it. Your partners, man, there she go. Her girlfriends would be like, oh, he's around the corner. I saw so-and-so. And then they run in the house, fix themselves up a little bit more uh, with the expectation that you might walk around the corner or, or something. Or, you know, you know, as Fantasia said, uh, when I see you, you know, uh, don't you know God saw you afar off and made preparations? Romans 5, 8, and 9 says, But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Don't you know when God sees you? Galatians 4, 47 said, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son born of a, a woman born under the law to redeem them that were under the law so that uh, they might receive adoption as sons. And because you were sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so ye are no longer slaves, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. The day came, an opportunity presented itself in the form of goodness, which led us to repentance. And we left that toxic relationship, that toxic relationship that we was in. See, anything that enslaves you is toxic. Anything that enslaves you is damaging. I, I can't go on any further, you know, but I, I just want to tell you, God is co-signed. And I, I do have a lot more to express regarding uh, the word of God and what God has done and how he has co-signed our lives uh, and given us salvation, how God has commended his love toward us and gave us freedom, deliverance. Uh, his love is, is made perfect that we might uh, have boldness in the day of judgment because he is. So we are uh, in this world. There is no fear of in love, but perfect love have cast out all fear because uh that fear had torment, torture, but God's love gives us peace. It's made perfect and we love him because he first loved us. I'm just going to read this last scripture here and this is and I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm not finished. I'm just going to stop. But the Bible says in Isaiah 49 and 7, it said, thus said the Lord, the redeemer of Israel and his holy one of whom 
of men despised of whom the nations abhor, aboard to servants of rulers. Kings shall see and praise princes also shall worship because the Lord is faithful and the Holy One of Israel, he hath chosen thee. God has chosen you. God has co-signed your life to give you salvation. There's nothing no one can do to take that from you. You would have to surrender. You would have to forfeit it in order to lose what God has given you. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your Lord God. Bless your Lord. Bless your name, Savior. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your word. This, this short time of exhortation, Lord God, about how you have uh, co-signed our life how you have given us salvation. Lord Jesus, it's an opportunity that has presented, been presented to all men, women, boys, and girls at this moment. Lord God, and so we pray and ask, Lord Jesus, that you would bless uh, us to stay in your will. Bless us, Lord God, to abide in you as you are, Lord Jesus. And you said if we ask what we will, and our 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 desire, Lord God, is to be found pleasing in your sight. Our desire, Lord God, is to do your will, Lord Jesus, and to be an example to others, Lord, so that they may also do your will as well. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness, Lord God. Lord, and we pray and ask that you keep our hearts stirred upon you, Lord God, as we prepare for the next service. Lord Jesus, ask that you would bless your people, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're not in a church of truth and power, I want to encourage you to, to find a church to be part of, participate. Don't just go and sit there, but go and learn what, what, what need to be taught of you. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for remission of sin, you want your sins washed away. Uh, many will tell you that if you just confess with your mouth, confession and action, God requires action. He said, he that believeth and is baptized. So don't take it as being one-sided. No, no, we believe and we are baptized. In every place in the word of God that you see where they receive the Holy Ghost, uh, they were baptized. Some get received the Holy Ghost before they got baptized, but then they got baptized afterwards. Uh, read the book of Acts. Read the book of St. Luke. The Lord opened their understanding and breathed on them as well and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. He told them to go and preach repentance and remission of sin in his name. That's why Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and said, when they said, what should we do, men and brethren, what shall we do to be saved? Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus. So how is it that anybody today, yesterday, are changing what has been established by, uh, by what the word of God, Paul baptized? Uh-huh. Yes, he did. So let's let's uh, yield ourselves to the word of God as God is co-signing. And, you know, before that time has come to an end, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. To see you in service soon. Until then, be prayerful. Pray for me as I am praying for you. Listen, let me say this before we go. If you have not chosen a fast day, find a day that you're going to fast on and invite your family to fast with you. you know, make it a day that you seek and consecrate unto the Lord. Amen. We're going to be uh, presenting a, a broadcast service that really focuses on the attention of some of the things. That's a discussion. That's an open discussion so that you can uh, chime in via email or through a phone call and discuss whatever might be going on, you know, and so uh, my brothers is going to be on there with us, you know, and we're going to be talking about some hard issues, some heavy things that we deal with day to day. You know, the Bible tells us that iron sharpens iron. And so hopefully we'll be able to help you as well as what you may say uh, will help us as well. God bless you. We'll uh, keep us up in prayer.